Hello folks, I'm John Myrie and welcome to the Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. On this week's show we have reports and tips for you from Jarrett McCarthy down at Hayward Bait and Bottle. And then we talk ice fishing for Northern Pike with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Eric Tui. And then lastly, we talk late fall trout and salmon up on Lake Superior with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Noah Glitto. Lots to cover on this week's show, all coming up right after these messages. Find your perfect Can-Am ATV or side-by-side at Hayward Power Sports. The all-new 2023 Can-Am Outlander ATVs were redesigned with the rider in mind for unmatched fun and value. Hit the woods or trails with models starting at $5,999. Plus, for a limited time, take advantage of a $500 rebate or 2.99% financing on select models. Looking for a side-by-side? The Can-Am Defender is the perfect utility side-by-side that's extra tough on the worksite, the ranch, or wherever you need to get the job done. Feel the adrenaline surge in the high-performance Can-Am Maverick, or get the best of work and play with the ultimate crossover, the Can-Am Commander. Claim the side-by-sides that fit your needs today and enjoy financing as low as 1.99% for 36 months on select models. Make every hunt a success, every trail ride an excitement-filled adventure, and make light work of your heavy-duty jobs, all with a brand-new Can-Am off-road vehicle from Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Offer subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Riding along in my automobile. Bumping into things unexpectedly? Make your first choice for collision repair. Ernie's Auto Body, featuring the most advanced collision repair facility in northwest Wisconsin. With a state-of-the-art spray-baked-down draft paint booth for that better-than-new finish, laser technology for precision frame alignment, loaner cars available, computerized estimates, written guarantees, and documented unmatched customer service, the clear choice is Ernie's Auto Body, south of Hayward on Highway 63 and Nursery Road, where quality is no accident. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering welcomes you to stop by for their great lunch menu. And while you're there, Lynn's also has a great selection of custom-cut meats and sausages, as well as many varieties of snack sticks, jerky, fresh cheese curds, and much more. Lynn's is open Mondays through Fridays from 9 to 5.30 and 9 to 4 on Saturdays. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering in Hayward. Today, anglers fish longer. Today, anglers fish harder. Today, anglers rely more than ever on their electronics. It all comes down to catching more fish, and today, anglers rely on Amped Outdoors lithium batteries, period. Visit AmpedOutdoors.com today to power your outdoor experience. We're recording this week down at Hayward Bait and Bottle with Jared McCarthy and Jared. You know, we're just not making a lot more ice with this warm weather, but there's still guys getting out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the ice that we had made prior to this little warm spell was really, really good ice. And, you know, on a lot of those lakes out there where you had four to six inches, you know, we added some water to the top of that, but it's really going to take a lot to wreck that ice. And, you know, we've, we've got a couple of days of cold in here that'll, you know, kind of fix that up a little bit, but, you know, we should be sitting fairly well. It'll be a while on the big lakes, though, because, uh, you know, as we're talking this, you probably could put a boat in some of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll probably be you know, kind of walking only on a lot of these smaller lakes and bays or what have you. We're still a little ways away from uh, thinking about getting the snowmobiles and wheelers and stuff out there, especially with that little bit of warm spell that we've had and that we have coming. Well, let's talk about what they've been catching. I mean, the walleyes is one of the things the guys go after, but you're limited as the likes that got walleyes in them right now that you get. To. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, 
with being limited, you know, there's going to be that many more people out there fishing for them. So these fish are going to get pressured really fast, really heavily. But they've been catching a little bit of everything out there. You know, I'm seeing reports where guys are getting on some nice walleyes, some nice crappies, some nice bluegills, northerns, you know, getting some largemouth on tip-ups out there as well. So there are definitely a lot of opportunities out there. Fishing has been solid despite the weather. You know, mostly when we're talking tip-up fishing, it's most of the guys are setting a tip-up for pike and for walleyes. But, you know, there's a lot of different uh, type of tip-ups that you can actually set for panfish if you want to get away from that, you know, that thin ice and you want to keep that noise down and move away from there. There's a whole lot of different presentations. Absolutely. You know, you've got your traditional tip-ups that you put in. Um, you've got your jaw jackers, which are starting to become uh, fairly effective. You know, you've got your regular tip-downs. Um, your tip-down innovation is probably chief among that. does really well. Um, a lot of different ways to set a line for either game fish or pan fish. That'll prove effective out there. And we're talking panfish. I know that's one of your favorite things you like to go after, uh, crappies and bluegills in the winter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a really big soft spot for those black and white speckled things. You know, I kind of got that way, too. It started out with a lot of musky stuff, but uh, now I enjoy just catching a lot of crappies and bluegills. I like the musky fish, too, but the crappies, uh, it can be a challenge sometimes. Yeah, they, they really can, you know, early in the winter or what have you. Getting to them is part of your problem right now. There will still be some fish that are sitting in on those uh, first weed lines, but a lot of those fish are waiting for us out in the basins, and unfortunately, with uh, the lack of ice that we have to be able to get out there they're going to be sitting there waiting for a while but that's perfect because that means those first uh couple of weeks that you get out there and you get onto those fish in those basins those fish are going to be revved up they won't have had uh, any pressure on them for a while and they'll be schooled up ready to bite well having said that too the deep basin you're talking about the lake that all depends on the lake i mean there's lakes up here that are 15 feet deep that probably got enough ice out of there over the basin to get to right now which would be the deepest part but there's a lot of the lakes that don't have that are the deeper lakes yeah absolutely you know last week i was out on a lake that um, had a couple deeper basins in it, and I think I got out to about 18, 20 feet of water or what have you, but those fish just weren't anywhere to be seen, so I'm guessing they were out just a little bit deeper. You know, a lot of the ice that we've had out there has been that nice crystal clear black ice, so that sun, whenever we have it come out, it's going to penetrate it pretty well, so a lot of those fish will probably spook out to that little bit deeper of water. What do you recommend people go after the crappies and bluegills with as far as bait and tackle and gear? You know, starting off, you know, the, the way I always like to run it, I like to start big, you know. I'll start off with a, a bigger spoon or a rip and wrap, you know, either a size three or four or a slab wrap even, you know. I'm, I'm looking for those bigger fish in the school, those really, really aggressive fish to come out right away. And, you know, when I'm fishing a uh, school of them, obviously I'll have two or three rods set up, but you'll fish that bigger bait for probably five, ten minutes and you'll select all those bigger fish in the school, then you'll switch up rods and you'll downsize to either a smaller spoon you know clamp's got the, the wonderful new tika flash out there it's got the spoon on the tail or you can go down to a tungsten jig tipped with a, a waxy or a plastic and select for some of those a uh, little bit more timid fish header down there but it's you know it's all about changing up the presentations going from big to small and just seeing what those fish are in a mood for well, it's very interesting you're talking big to small because you know panfish are like bluegills and stuff they got a very small mouth but crappies on the other hand got a very large mouth and you know i think a lot of people sometimes go way too small on crappie they don't realize a crappie will eat something as big as they will a lot of times absolutely you know years past we've been out tip-up fishing and you're out there fishing with three or four inch walleye suckers and you'll catch crappies on those walleye suckers out there they are not afraid to go out and take a big meal and oftentimes when you're using a bigger bait you're going to select for those bigger fish so if you're out there trophy hunting you're looking for your 15 and 16 inch crappies you know i've heard the expression that elephants eat peanuts and yes crappies eat 
those tiny little baits, but man, it's it's like putting a steak dinner down in front of somebody. Someone's going to gobble it up real fast. Well, that's one of the things I learned a long time ago is I, I'm a big fan of Berkeley Gulp, and the Gulp one-inch minnows are a mainstay in my boat. We catch bluegills, catch crappies, catch perch, catch everything, including some big fish like walleyes and smallmouth, but a lot of times if I'm tr- trying to target the bigger crappies in that school, I go to the two-inch or two-and-a-half-inch Gulp. Yeah, and you know, the flip side to that is usually when you upside your bait, you're not only selecting for the bigger fish and it, it sounds straightforward but you're excluding some of those smaller fish so you know if you're sitting out there and you're using a little tungsten jig with a, uh, a wax here what have you you know if you've got those crappies that are intermixed with those bluegills you know you might have to go through maybe 50 of those little three or four inch bluegills before you get to a nice crappie but if you've got a bigger you know uh, rattle bait or a bigger spoon down there you'll cut through all the the little ones pretty fast down there well you know that's interesting too because it's what i see a lot of times is the bigger crappies and bluegills will be under the smaller ones and you got to get through the little ones to get to the big ones <laughs> yep absolutely and uh let's talk about a few other things here i know uh, this is actually coming up to christmas here as this airing guys are out there if they haven't done all their christmas shopping and want just a few little odds ends for stocking stuff or some ice fishing stuff makes great stuff for that absolutely and you know this year for everybody coming up north it kind of stinks that we don't have any snow up here for folks to go out snowmobiling on but it looks like we're going to have some good ice in a lot of those back bays so if you're looking for something to do definitely jump out on the lake we've got just about everything here for you whether it's tip-ups a new jig rod if you're looking to punch through the ice that we've got or sit in a nice new shanty we've got it here ready for ready to roll ice fishing has grown tremendously and it's gotten a lot uh, you know a lot fancier like the gear we've got you can take it to the basic level and sit on a bucket with a little you know no reel type rod jig stick but you can also take it to a whole other extreme levels absolutely you know fishing as a whole you can be as basic as you want or you can be as complex as you want but you know at least give it a shot and you know make sure when you go out for those first couple times you go out with somebody who knows what they're doing because if you really want to get involved in the sport i'd I highly recommend if you go out and you have a fantastic day on the water right away, you're going to want to go do it again. You know, for those of you who have been out fishing once, twice, three times, and you just sit there all day and you haven't caught anything, I can see why you might shy away from it because it might be a long, dull day. But if you get out there with somebody who knows what they're doing, you know, like need any information, obviously we're here at the shop and you guide yourself. So, you know, a lot of people that know what they're doing, go out and have just a fun day and pull yourself into it, you know, because there's a lot of great lakes in the area with some awesome fishing that i don't feel like a lot of people are taking advantage of and it's really easy to get into it once you've had one of those days well a lot of good stuff there jared i want to thank you for coming on here and i hope everybody out there has a a merry christmas and a happy new year out there yeah absolutely merry christmas and happy new year to everybody out there people and fish included (laughs) thanks jared (laughs) thanks john well folks you know we need to take a break right now and hear from some of the fine sponsors that bring the show to you every week when we come back we'll be talking ice fishing for northern pike with hayward area fishing guide eric tui so stay tuned we'll be back right after these messages hunters and anglers hayward bait and bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop in hayward They have a huge selection of ice fishing gear, including portable shelters, power augers, electronics, beaver dam tip-ups, ice rods, and just about anything you'll need for ice fishing. They also have archery supplies, bows, crossbows, muzzle loaders, ammo, and much more to help you enjoy the outdoors. While you're there, check out the bottle shop for a full selection of beer, wine, and liquor, too. Hayward Bait and Bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop. 
The Hayward Lakes Visitors and Convention Bureau in Sawyer County, Wisconsin welcomes you to our Northwoods hometown. No matter the season, no matter the activity, you'll always be surrounded by our great outdoors. What more could you ask for in a vacation destination? Woods, waters, world-class events. Contact us for information on lodging, dining, attractions, events, trail conditions, and more. Order your free vacation guide and start planning your getaway today. Visit us at haywardlakes.com or call 1-800-724-2992. Get the deal of a lifetime on a new Lund from Hayward Power Sports. Truth is, our 2023s arrived late and we missed out on early season sales. So we have a huge inventory of them, but desperately need to make room for the 2024s. It's the perfect storm for incredible deals. From the entry-level Lund Adventure to the awesome Lund Impact XS and everything in between. They're all rigged with Mercury outboards and offered at blowout prices. Get your new Lund at Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Welcome back to another segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And this part of the show is brought to you by the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau. For more information on lodging and vacationing here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out their website at haywardlakes.com. Well, folks, you know, when it comes to ice fishing, one of the popular species of fish to go after seems to be northern pike. A lot of fun to catch on tip-ups and pretty good eating, too. On this week's show, we're talking to Hayward Area Fishing Guide Eric Tui about fishing for northern pike through the ice. Eric, I know one of the things that you like to ice push for in the wintertime is pike. Uh, any good tips on setting up the rigging for pike? You do things a little different sometimes. Yeah, I, I mix it up a lot of different ways. Um, you know, the good old-fashioned tip-up is nothing wrong with that. A lot of what, you know, on a tip-up, standard tip-up rig, I would run would be somewhere between that 30. Maybe if, you know, I'm putting a bigger minnow down, I might run 50-pound on the tip-up Dacron or braided line that, uh, you know, you can get here at the bait shop. They got spools of them. I'll run that. Usually then from there, I'm going to run a quick strike rig. That quick strike rig is mandatory by law. Anything of our bait choice selection that is of eight inches or larger. Now, if you're running something smaller, which I will, you know, medium size shiner, a smaller northern sucker, or even a walleye sucker sometimes, you know, keep it really low profile. That's an option, just a single treble hook. But these quick strike rigs that they make and offer, they're just a, such a higher hooking percentage uh, bait, whether that fish tends to head on it or straight up T-bone the minnow. As soon as we start looking at that bigger bait option, not only mandatory, again, it's just way better hookup ratio. It's a little safer for the fish. Some of the other fun ways to fish for pike is, uh, you know, a use of a auto setting, you know, device that might set the hook with a fishing rod, like the automatic fishermen, they make jaw jackers, uh, clam has got a new, uh, rig out that, uh, for setting the hook or utilizing it as just a tip up, but being able to fight a fish rod and reel, that is a blast. And there's some other ways that you can rig too, uh, just simply with a bait caster reel that you'd use in the summertime for bass. I usually run 14 to maybe 17 to 20 pound mono, and you can adjust that drag, the magnetic brake on it. The bale is wide open, and all we need is some type of device to say, hey, a line is being taken by a fish to be able to give us, you know, our flag, and then we get to set the hook. It's a lot like sucker fishing in the fall, you know, and you get to just cork a fish with that lake trout rod, and it is a riot fighting, you know, with a line peeling off the reel. A little different, 
uh, than your traditional tip-up. And there's advantages to your tip-up, of course, because you get those cold days, you get that cover on, and everything's in the water, and it just, you know, it works. But uh, there's a lot of fun ways to chase pike. You know, and you were mentioning quick strike rigs and stuff, but one is that traditionally it's always been a wire setup for a leader, but, uh, you know, a lot of guys, including myself, sometimes are going more to fluorocarbon now. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, the wire leader, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a pretty foolproof, bulletproof option. Uh, you know, the fun thing is sometimes we're on bodies of water that might lend themselves to maybe a few big walleyes strolling around up close to those weed beds and weed lines and transition lines that we're fishing for pike, especially in those witching hours so you can get away with a fluorocarbon leader and you know you don't yeah you know, a lot of guys might think oh you got to go to 100 pounds or something right around 40 maybe even as high as 60 is a really good number it's fairly tooth proof you still want to be conscious checking it just like wire to see if it's getting beat up pretty good on fish but having something that's a little bit more supple you know the strength is there and a little more inconspicuous because once that fluorocarbon hits the water they they can't see that line at all Oh, yeah. Even a 20-pound a wire leader is more visible than a 50-pound fluorocarbon. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes, you know, when you get those, you know, touchier, tough days where, you know, the piker just knows in your minnow and, you know, you're getting maybe some flags, but they're just dragging drops. Maybe start trying a transition to maybe a smaller minnow, something more than that fluorocarbon with a single hook or a small treble hook, and just try to, you know, finesse them. So there's a way to do that, too. So, You know, as far as location, this uh, the fallout is one of the, one of the times when you can find the bigger pike in the lake up on, in the weeds, in the old weeds, and shallower. Oh, gosh, and... You know, as as musky anglers, you know, we're out on bodies of water where we do see some quality sized pike. So, you know, sometimes while we're out there, we're taking note on where our next spread of tip-ups might be just because we know that there's some chances at some really big pike. These And these fish are very active in that early ice time frame. You know, even sometimes we get some great pike fishing well into January and even February. It gives us as anglers something that's a nice option that's out there passively while we're, you know, maybe jigging for bluegills, crappies, perch, what have you. And, uh, you know, we're able to chase some flags around. You know, and it's interesting, too, because when we're talking open water fishing, uh, largely during the summer months, uh, the, the small, tiny pike, the hammer handles, they're going to be up in the weeds. And the, any of the bigger pike are going to be from the deep weed edge out deeper yet. But once you get this time of year, boy, I'll tell you, the, the big ones can be up shallow, but they can also be out the deep edge. So if you're setting tip-ups, you want to cover a wide range of depth. Yeah, I mean, keep that in mind. You know, as anglers, we have the privilege to be able to have three lines in the water per angler. So, you know, if you're putting a spread of tip-ups between, a, you know, a couple guys to, all together, you know, spread things out a little bit. Give each other the space, of course, but, you know, have something real, real shallow. Have something somewhere in between off a, you know, edge or weed edge and maybe have something more on a deeper ledge that's still offset from that weed bed uh, these fish will travel you know all these different corridors during different feeding hours for sure you know and you know, a lot of the focus goes on walleyes but when it comes down to actually if you want fish to eat one of the more plentiful species up here by far is going to be your pike and pike is actually just as good as walleyes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's that's a great statement to make known for anglers. You know, we have some fin fantastic walleye fisheries. Uh, they can be a little, you know, finicky uh, during our winter months. Not that we can't catch them. It's just smaller windows and such. 
but our pike fishing is very plentiful. We actually have some lakes too that we want to see northern pike being removed. So yeah. it, it'd be proactive for us as anglers to be out there catching and even harvesting. So, you know, some of these bigger fish, you know, there might be regulation that that fish might have to go. Keep in mind, some of these are your breeders or the big females, but a dinner table, you know, fair pike, somewhere in that 26 inch range, yep. you could throw it on the smoker, you could wrap it in tinfoil and grill it, uh, you can, you know, fillet it, uh, remove the Y bones, and, you know, have an awesome, awesome uh, white flaky meat that's, you know, ready for deep fry for fish tacos or just, you know, fried fish uh a little trick well you know if you're gonna take some pike home to clean uh take a you know paper towel what have you and take some white distilled vinegar most of us have that laying around right. the house soak that paper towel and give that pike a wipe before you put them on your cutting table uh this will essentially pull that slime the snot rocket right off of them and you'll have a nice dry fish to be able to work with and clean uh not creating a big you know sloppy mess on your cutting board and we'll make things it's a game changer when you know someone who has not tried it try this next time you decide to harvest a few pike and it'll make cleaning a breeze as far as the flaying uh you know there's several different methods for getting the y bones out just go to youtube and go to the youtube and you'll find a multitude of videos showing you how to take it yeah absolutely and you know even if it's your first time cleaning pike just take your time Maybe follow along with a video. Like uh, John said, there's a number of different methods out there. And the nice thing with pike is that they're fairly sizable. So, you know, even though I might have that one big long fillet off that Y-boned out, I'm typically going to slice that up into various size chunks for deep frying anywho. So don't be bashful if, you know, something gets a little mixed up or something. Just take your time, get those bones out, and enjoy a, ta a great table fair fish. Uh, Eric, a lot of great information there. You want to give out some guide information to somebody's looking to book you for a winter guide trip or open water? Yeah, so if they'd like to get in touch, get on the hard water or open water, they can reach me at 612-384-9127. Thank you for coming on here. Hey, thanks. Always a blast being on here, John. Well, folks, you know, we need to take yet another break and hear from even more of the fine sponsors that bring their show to you every week. When we come back, we'll be talking Lake Superior fishing in the late fall with fishing guide Noah Glitto. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, folks, come on over to Hayward Ace Hardware and check out the area's largest selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. We carry top brands like Browning and Sig Sawyer, and we have a great selection of the newest and hard-to-find models. We've got a large selection of ammo with more coming in daily. If you need a scope, we carry great brands like Loophole, Hawk, and EOTech. And we'll even mount it and boresight it for you, too. We even sell suppressors and silencers. And don't forget to check out our Guns of the Week. Huge discounts on a variety of pistols, rifles, and shotguns that change every week. So stop on in to Hayward Ace Hardware, your firearms superstore. Hayward Ace Hardware, Highway 63 North in Hayward. Or give us a call at 715-634-8700. Hayward Animal Hospital is a full-service medical and surgical hospital featuring on-site laboratory, digital and dental x-ray, in-house pharmacy, and online store. Dr. Ostrander has 40 years of experience dealing with illnesses, injuries, surgery, and dentistry. Hayward Animal Hospital offers urgent care appointments and emergency surgery daily. Please call early in the day for these appointments. They open at 8 a.m. Hayward Animal Hospital is located one mile east of Hayward on Highway B. Call 715-634-8971. If you'd like to have your time fishing be more enjoyable and productive, hiring a fishing guide can be a good investment. 
whether it's learning more about fish patterns throughout the year, learning how to use your depth finder to find the best spots and fish, learn how to use that GPS to get the most out of it, or learn better boat control. A day on the water with a guide can really help you to be a better angler as well as make a day on the lake very enjoyable. To book a guide trip this year or get more information, you can find us on the internet at www.wiscnorthlandoutdoors.com and then just click on Area Guides. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And folks, you know, just to the north of us here, we've got Lake Superior and some pretty good fishing up there, especially in the late, late fall for trout and salmon. On this week's show, we're talking to Hayward Area Fishing Guide Noel Glitto, who gets up there fishing in the fall once he's done with the open water guiding season. No, I know that uh, you're done for the guiding for the year, except for ice fishing when that we get going ice fishing. But once you get into the fall, you can do a lot of fishing up on Lake Superior. Yep, I like going out to Lake Superior. You can get out on Squamagon Bay for a while and get into some nice bass and walleyes. Um, and you run into some brown trout in the bay there. But if you venture out further into the Apostle Islands, you gotta you got to be safe and check the wind that day. But you can get into some great trout fishing up in the islands. Well, you know, and you mentioned the safe factors. That's a big lake, and it can get pretty nasty out there. So you really want to watch your wind direction before you head up there and know which way the wind is blowing or not blowing at all. Right. You want to make sure you're you're very cautious and you're checking the forecast before you make your trip up there. And if it's looking like it could be too rough for you and your, your craft, don't go out there because a lot of bad things have happened out there. You know, a lot of guys know about the fishing up there, and that's a tremendous fishery up there. It's close to Hayward, close to anybody in northern Wisconsin. But, you know, they think it's all trolling. But you're cast, You're actually, we're talking December here, in the end of November, you're actually casting baits for these fish. Yeah, I'm, I'm casting lures for these trout and salmon and doing pretty well on it. I've done the trolling before. It's very effective. But um, when you get calmer days when you have less wind and you don't have waves, you know, stirring the fish up, it seems like the casting option is very effective, whereas the trolling, it kind of dies down when you don't have wind. You know, and everybody thinks they're deep, you know, and it's a you know, normal fishing up there is trout. You're, you're fishing deeper water for them. Because it, but right now, this time of year, when we get into that late you know, late part of the year, just before a freeze-up, uh, those fish are really shallow. Yep. Usually in the summer, they're out there in that hundred foot of water, and they're pretty hard to target. And you and you got to troll for them. But this time of year, um, usually we start to see some ice, early ice on the edges, and guys will go out there and and jig for brown trout and splake and lake trout and and coho salmon and whitefish. You know, in shallow water. Um, but we don't have much ice. And there's open water up there, and I can go in my boat to all those same places that we usually ice fish for them and catch these fish casting. Yeah. What type of spots you're looking for? Um, you're looking for a lot of rock out there. It's important to find rock. Those fish seem to tend tend to go to rock. If you could find rock points or big boulders, areas of the islands where you got a pinch point or a spine that sticks out. Um, it seems like the fish pile in on that, and as you start to dial in, you know, the spots that have fish, you can just jump spot to spot to spot and catch piles of fish doing that. But there's a lot of dead water out there, a lot of sand, a lot of patchy rock that you might not find fish in um, that, you know, you can spend a lot of time casting and not getting anything. But once you figure out, you know, the best spots to go, you just go hit, hit them in a row and you'll catch your fish. You know, what type of presentation baits are you using for the catching them? 
We're using stuff like jerk baits and paddle tails and crank baits and inline spinners, stuff like that. Um, that is more of just a cast and wind retrieve. And um, it's important to change your cadence on these fish. A lot of times trout, when you're trolling, will follow your lure for up to a mile at times. Whereas when you're casting, you don't have but maybe 70 feet of line to get that fish to bite. So you got to do something to get them to trigger a reaction. You know, and, and people wonder what fishing guides do once the open water season is done for them. They say, you go fishing, right? I go fishing. <laughs> I go fishing for good tasting fish, fun fighting fish, and beautiful fish, beautiful scenery up there. Um, I just want to make sure anybody that goes out there to do that knows what they're getting into when you go out to those islands. I mean, you got miles and miles and miles of water, and the wind can pick up and bring on a, a heavy wave and a big swell, and you got to make sure you're safe out there. Make sure you got proper proper life vest. Make sure you got your flares. Make sure you got I like to wear my float suit. I have a wind rider float suit that I wear out there. If I fall in the lake, I want to make sure I float. It's, you know, we're talking 40 degree water and it's, you know, 38 degrees outside. You don't want to fall in and sink. You want to get back in the boat and drive back to the landing if you fall in. You bet. Well, Noah, you know, when we get to ice fishing season here and next year for open water, anybody wanting information on your guide service? Um, you can contact me at 612-616-6287, or you can find me at the Grand Pines Resort Guide Team. Thanks a lot, Noah. Well, folks, you know, we're about out of time for this week's show. I'd like to remind everyone out there that if you miss a show, go to our website at wnoradio.com. From there, you can link to, to our podcast site, and the show is also on Spotify and Google Podcasts every week. And also, if you're looking for information on vacationing and lodging here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau website at haywardlakes.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We're out of time, and we'll be back again next week with another interesting show for you. Listen with me, I'm going to take you there to our Wisconsin outdoors, our Wisconsin outdoors. This program has been produced and hosted entirely by Wisconsin Northland Outdoor Communications. Any and all views expressed are not necessarily those of the station.